Welcome back to Speak Supreme Podcast. I am, as always, Austin K. I am not joined by Seth today, as this is uh, my first minicast here of the week. So we're looking forward to another full week of episodes here. My minicast here on Monday, the full episode on Wednesday, and Seth's minicast on Friday. So we're sticking to our schedule. We're working hard to try to make it happen. We're both busy men, but we're, uh, we're doing everything we can. I am actually preparing for a trip. I'm leaving tomorrow to Denver, Colorado, so I'm excited for that. Going to go visit some family out there and do some uh, do some fun stuff, so I'm excited. Uh, with that said, uh, I will, of course, <laughs> plug our Twitter as we do each episode, so go follow at Speak Supreme to get all the news, scheduling updates, all that stuff that you kind of need to be able to know what's uh, going on with us. So with that said, uh, let's hop right into it. A lot's gone on uh, in the sports world since we last had, uh, since you last had heard from me. The Euros 2021 had ended, of course. The final was here just a few days ago. The Copa America ended, so that was a big deal. Obviously, the NBA finals continue to rage on, and baseball season's in the All Star break. So there's plenty going on um, for kind of all you sports fans. So I got a couple things I want to talk about. A couple are going to take up a little bit more time, and I'm going to go a little bit uh, more in depth within others, but uh, you know, we're gonna go ahead and dive into it. And I'm gonna try to say uh, a lot less, so <laughs> let's get into it. So, of course, I wanna hop in, right in, to the Euros here, because that was quite the game and I predicted it correctly. Obviously, as we, uh, if you listened to me last week, I predicted an Italy-England final from the semifinals, I was correct. And I also predicted Italy to win, which they did in, in typical, English fashion, they lost on, lost in penalties. And I'm just going to say this. This is just my opinion, and you can disagree. That's fine. But I think if you break it down, it came down to the guy standing on the touchline. And Roberto Mancini is a masterclass tactician. He made the, he made the necessary adjustments that he needed to at halftime. And Italy dominated the ball. They were up over 60% possession for the game. Uh, England had two shots on target the entirety of the match, so that's not going to win. Again, if you play if you play to not lose, you're going to always lose, and that's what Gareth Southgate does. I don't believe in Gareth Southgate. I never have believed in Gareth Southgate. And at the end of the day, it came down to tactic tactical. I mean, and <laughs> I mean, Mancini just was better. Mancini's just the better manager. Southgate was in over his head. I'm sorry. Um, you can point to you know what he did in the 2018 World Cup, taking him to the semis. He took him to the finals of the Euros. I get that, but what has he won? There's no participation medal. Nobody cares about who comes in second. Nobody remembers the second place finishers really. So let's break down the game. I'm gonna hop right into it. Luke Shaw put England up early with a nice little strike off his left left foot. That obviously put England, I think, in the worst spot they could have been in. And Harry Kane alluded to it. Scoring that early put them in a situation where Southgate played to not lose. They sat back and they let Italy soak up the pressure. and Or they sat back and they soaked up the pressure and allowed Italy to sit on the ball and just dominate possession the entirety of the game. And that was their dooming. Uh, because at half, Mancini made, a lot of, made several adjustments. And that was the difference. Bonucci ended up uh, cleaning up a ball that was uh, kind of ricocheted and kind of pinballing around in the box. To make it 1-1 in the second half, um, there was—I mean, there was a few 
instances of action throughout, but nothing in terms of real chances. And then, of course, you go to penalties, and that was, that was again, where the game really ultimately got decided at the end of the day. Because that penalty order that Gareth Southgate put out there was was absolutely ridiculous. I That baffled me. It absolutely baffled me. It made absolutely no sense to me. I really, I was just in shock. Um, obviously, you know, Harry Kane, I get that, right? He buries his. Harry Maguire buries his. They both took very, very great, very good penalties. Obviously, Benucci, Berardi burying some for Italy. Um, Belotti did miss for Italy early on, and it actually put England up 2-1. to one. So it looked good early on, you know, after the Maguire penalty up in the top end. They were very, you know, you could see the energy start to build a little bit. But at the end of the day, Italy looked confident and calm during that shootout. And England looked like they were on their deathbed. They looked like they were planning a funeral. It didn't, they had no confidence. And obviously they go up 2-1. Um, Italy equalizes 2-2. And that was, that was where it went downhill for England. Um. Obviously, the first miss was uh, Jaden Sancho, who I think, as one of my good friends put it, all of Deutschland knows that Jaden Sancho is not a good penalty taker. Um, so to put him up in that position is is just ridiculous to me from Gareth Southgate. I I do I did not understand that call, or I shouldn't I should say I apologize. Sancho did not take the initial penalty miss. It was actually Rashford, who hit it off the left cro- left bar. Um, after a little bit of stutter stepping he actually you know it's tough because I feel bad for him you know I, I he is a man you player but I don't hate Marcus Rashford he's a good he's a good you know he's a good person he's a great human being obviously done a lot for um, the youth of Manchester and surrounding England areas and he's a great guy he's a great young player he obviously I, I don't know if it was just he just struck it just a little off or what it was but he ended up obviously hitting it off the bottom of the bar. Jan Luigi Donnarumma, who was phenomenal all tournament, named the tournament's player of the tournament. And he dove the wrong way. Rashford, you know, he had him. Um, but he just, you know, a foot to the right, and that's buried, and it could have been a whole different story. But it struck the bar, and that was the beginning of the end for England. And then, as I said after that, Sancho missed. Um, Donnarumma saved his penalty, which it wasn't much of a penalty. Italy went up 3-2 um, before the Sancho miss. Following the Sancho miss, Jorginho, who's usually an excellent penalty taker, actually had his penalty saved by Jordan Pickford, who I think was very solid throughout the tournament and deserves a lot of credit. And I'll give him that credit because he was excellent. He made it 3-2, obviously. Um, Jorginho could have ended it there, but he didn't. Pickford gave England a chance. And of all guys on that team, you still had Raheem Sterling, still had Jack Grealish, and he sent a, a teenager in Bayaku Saka. And I don't understand that. I do not understand that. Um, if you're Garrett Southgate, I don't really understand the thought process behind that, the tactical genius behind that move. Because Saka did miss, of course, as you know. And England went home. Um, it was It was something. I, you know, I, if, if it's, if you're asking me, it's on Gareth Southgate at the end of the day. Um, that, <laughs> that was, that was his loss. Um, I know the players are on the pitch and they are the ones that are out there and they're the ones who are executing the plays. 
They're the ones out there making the decisions, but at the same time, who's the manager that put them there? Who's the manager that put out the penalty order? Who's the manager that sent out sent up a teenager um, with your Euro chances on the line? That was your last kick. That was it. There isn't a do-over after that one. If you miss, it's done. And he did. And I'm not going to put the blame on Saka because he's a teenage kid in the Euro final. I don't get that move by Southgate. What was the thought there? You know, I, I don't... He can say whatever he wants in the post-game presser about, you know, what his thought process was behind it and what he was going for. But it's wrong. Look, I'm not an international manager. I'm nowhere close. But I think just about anybody who knows football knows that that's not the right call to make. And you can tell me that I'm just a guy sitting behind a mic that doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But that's foolish. I'm sorry. That is a foolish call by Gareth Southgate. Made no sense. It was a head-scratcher. Everybody was questioning that. You heard Roy Keane call out Jack Grealish for ducking the penalties. And I don't really know. Because you don't know what goes on inside that huddle before penalties. But I do know that almost always it's the manager making that call at the end of the day. I mean, if you have a guy like Harry Kane, who is an excellent penalty taker, of course, you know, that th those, are, those are almost just automatic decisions. But the Sancho and Saka especially was exceptionally foolish by Gareth Southgate. And I, I cannot rationalize that in my head. Um, but I'm going to move on from the Euros. Those are my thoughts. So the English fans can bash me and say what they want. But it is what it is. Um, but I do want to say that the uptick in racial violence and obviously the horrible speech that um, not all England fans, I never like to generalize, but a large sector of English fans are using and the incidence of the violence against black men following that and obviously the racial violence online against Saka against Sancho against Rashford is inexcusable. There's no place for that. If that's if that's where your mind is, stop watching football. You're ruining the beautiful game. Go go slip into your little hole because that's where you belong. This, these are three human beings. Did they miss? Absolutely. Everyone misses. That's the game. These men do not under any circumstance deserve to be treated even remotely the way they have been and it is disgusting it is disgusting and that's why a lot of people wanted to see england lose and again i don't want to generalize it's not all english fans i know there are a lot of very good decent people that are english fans but unfortunately a large sector um have just acted completely disgustingly with the racism that they've subjected these players to. It's disgusting, and it cannot happen. And I've seen a lot, um, to their credit, a lot of you know English supporters or former players or whatever in the media, but also on social media platforms that have, uh, have a platform on those social media sites have come out and spoken in support of these players and spoken down upon these disgusting human beings 
So I give credit to them for that, absolutely. But that's really my last note on the Euros. I do want to talk about the Copa America a little bit. So a 1-0 win for Argentina. Angel Di Maria scored the winner. Um, I didn't watch a ton of the match, personally. Uh, I had some other prior engagements I was dealing with, unfortunately. But I did get a chance to watch some extended highlights and kind of get a little bit of a feel for the game. I don't want to speak on the game like I know everything. But um, from what I could gather, you know, it's again, it, it, it was a hard-fought affair. And we knew that it was going to be dramatic because, again, it's Lionel Messi against Neymar, against all these stars. I mean, but what a day for football. As a neutral in that sense, I wasn't necessarily... I mean, I, I, if, I, if you ask me, I'm rooting for Argentina, but I don't have any allegiances to Argentina. So I was more of a neutral, and it made me, it, it really did. It made me emotional seeing Messi win his first international trophy. And wow, what, the, the scenes from that were magical. And that is, that is why it's the beautiful game. That was an amazing moment, seriously. I'm a huge Messi guy. Um, I'm, a, I'm on the Messi train in terms of the greatest player of all time. I think Lionel Messi is. I just think he is, in my opinion. I think Cristiano Ronaldo is a sensational footballer, and he's accomplished a lot, and he is the second greatest player ever, in my opinion. But Messi is first. Um, you know, you're, you're completely entitled to your own opinion, but I will tell you, I disagree. I think Messi's the greatest of all time. And really, this is one of the very few arguments, obviously, with Ronaldo winning the Euro Euros in 2016, having that international trophy that Messi didn't have, was one of the big things that a lot of people leaned on, kind of in the argument. I kind of equate it to the whole rings argument in in the MJ and the LeBron situation. A little different, but that's kind of the same um, situation. Although I would say I think MJ's better, but that's for another day. And you know. Seeing Messi claim that international trophy, I think, was an emotional moment for a lot of football fans. And I think it was a moment that a lot of people will always remember. And you could really tell how big of a moment it was with Neymar posting, you know, about how much pain he was in with losing the final, but how happy he was for Lionel. Because that is a big deal. And he deserved it. He's paid his dues. For the people that say he doesn't show up internationally and that's the reason they haven't won, that is bullshit. That is bullshit. I'm sorry. Um, I don't like to use language a lot on here, but that is bullshit. That's just not accurate. And again, this year you saw it again. Top goal scorer, player of the tournament, most assists. I mean, he was phenomenal. Again. He is so good in so many ways. He impacts the game in so many ways. And I think that's what that's what makes him the best. He's just so good at everything. He is phenomenal. He's magical to watch. And and those of you that are football fans, enjoy this while you can. Ronaldo too. Because these guys are getting older and they're not going to be around forever. We have gotten to watch the two greatest players of all time. And that is a serious gift. That is a big deal. That is not to be taken lightly. That is something that we'll be able to tell our kids about. Our kids are going to say, hey, who, who, who's, uh, who, who are these guys? Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, Lionel Messi. We get to sit down and say, well, 
they're the greatest of all time, and I got to watch them both. Got to watch them both go head to head when Ronaldo was at Real. That was mad. I mean, th this stuff is serious, you know? I mean, it, it, again, I'd equate it again. It, it'd be like watching MJ and LeBron in the same era go head to head. That is how big of a deal it was. It's insane. And that meant a lot to me to see Messi win that. Seriously. I mean, just wow. He deserves it. The, the happiness you saw in his face. The relief, the joy, the jubilation. That is what football's about. That was really special. That was really, really special. Those are kind of my thoughts on that whole thing with the Euros and the Copa America and football. But I do want to talk a little bit, just for a few minutes here, about a few other, few other items here. So first I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. There, it's 2-1 to one Suns three. right now, obviously. Back the in Suns Milwaukee in front of their home fans eight. with Giannis dominating once again. So it's it's a series now, you know? I mean, it, if you go down 3-0, it's pretty much over, unless you're LeBron James, because he's the only guy that's ever done it. So that was kind of a do-or-die game, you know? It, <laughs> that was no joke. But the Bucks' backs were against the wall a little bit there. Giannis really stepped up again, and the sporting casket... <clears throat> Excuse me. The supporting cast showed up, which they didn't do in games one and two. It was Giannis pretty much on the floor by himself in the first two games. And that was a big difference. And we saw, again, these guys, the supporting cast, that just play better at home. I'm, I, I'll say it a million times. The series is going to come down to who wins a game on the road. If the Suns win game four, I think it's, a, it's, it's all done and dusted. Not only because it's 3-1, but because they took a game. You know, because again, if Milwaukee tapes Game Four, then it's two-two. Then it's then it becomes a game of well, who's going to be able to grab the first one on the road? I think the first team to win a game on the road is going to win this. That's just my opinion, and I may be totally wrong, because again, basketball is as unpredictable as anything. But I really, I really firmly believe that. I really firmly believe that the first team to <clears throat> grab a game on the road is going to take the series. Because these are two teams, like a lot of teams do, but especially these two teams, who really lean heavily on that home aspect. That home cooking. Those fans showing up and being really loud. That is a big deal for these teams. And again, in Phoenix, the Suns fans showed up. They were freaking loud, man. Same in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not a big market. Talk about Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm not you know, dissing on Milwaukee, but that's not exactly a, you know, a New York or an LA. They show up, man. They are loud and they love their bucks. They support their bucks. And this is going to be a really interesting series because now it's game on. It's 2-1 Suns, but it almost feels like it's an even series right now. Just in my opinion. It is right there for the taking. Game four is going to be huge. So I'm going to be tuning in. And if you're, an, if you're a basketball fan, casual or serious, you better be tuning in, because this is going to be one hell of a series. I am very excited about what this is going to hold. And Giannis just keeps showing up. God, man, is he good? Is he good or what? Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is as good a player as we have in this league. I mean, what? Yeah, I get his jump shots. It's still a work in progress. God, everything else is just elite. 
you're talking about even his mid-range game has gotten to a point where I think you gotta really, really, really respect his mid-range game. The mid, the long-range shot is still developing, but I think he'll get there. I don't know if he'll ever be an elite sh three-point shooter, but I think he'll get to a point where he is more than serviceable there. He does everything, man. He's like a, he's almost a seven-footer. He can pass. He can dribble. He's the primary ball handler. He can rebound. He scores at will. I mean, this guy is a specimen. He is a freak of nature. He's just so... Every single night, he's, he's stuffing that box score. He's stuffing the stat sheet every night. He's legit. It's going to really come down to who wins on the road. That is my firm belief. This game four is going to be big. Obviously, with that done, I do want to touch just super briefly here on the first half of the MLB season. Obviously, the Yankees, again, just continue to be <clears throat> pretty brutal. But you do have tonight was a home run derby. Actually, as I'm recording this, Pete Alonso won it for his second straight year, which is pretty special. He put on a spectacle. Uh, we had some upsets. Shohei, Shohei Otani, who was a big favorite coming in, actually got uh, booted out in the first round. So that was, that was something by Juan Soto. Um, so, home run derby tonight. The uh, the Rising Stars game already happened. Jason Dominguez, who's a teenager for the Yankees, was in that. He is going to be a superstar one day. The All-Star game's coming up. I'm actually going to be in Denver where the All-Star game is, so I'm sure there will be an extra bustle throughout the large city of Denver. So, I'm excited for that. It'll be a lot of fun. And, obviously, you'll... Uh, You'll have to look forward to the second half of baseball. I won't be <laughs> with how bad the Yankees have been. But, yeah, sports are sports are really going now. Obviously, the NBA Finals are as intense a year as I've seen in a long time. Uh, the MLB season has lots of twists and turns, as it always does. And, obviously, the football, the football international season just wrapped up. So, we'll look forward now to next season. Football is football. The NFL, they're slowly coming to training camp. So, that's coming a lot sooner than we than it feels like time just flies man it it seems like once the season's over it's already right back i'm excited for some nfl football i'll tell you that right now wow chiefs took their weakness one of the worst offensive lines of football last year now they have one of the best brett beach is a magician man this is gonna be a fun year i'm excited but uh without going too off topic i think i'll wrap this up it was a lot of fun talking some uh, some soccer, football, for me. Obviously, some NBA Finals, kind of what my thoughts on that a little bit. Um, and then obviously a little bit of baseball to wrap it up with housekeeping there. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how these finals progress. I'm excited for the upcoming NFL season and obviously the upcoming European football season. And uh, yeah, no, that was a fun episode. I, uh, I always love talking always love talking soccer it's one of my loves so that's a big deal to me i love watching the finals um so it was a lot of fun that'll probably do it for me um here in a little bit me and seth will be recording the full length episode so you'll be able to look forward to that on wednesday that'll go up as planned as scheduled so look forward to that and then seth's mini cast on friday so um that'll be a lot of fun and you have a wonderful week i will see you when i'm back and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're loving it. We're getting stuff out. We're sticking to our schedule. So that's been awesome. It's been great. 
Hopefully uh, you enjoyed. I'm glad. I appreciate you listening as always. So hopefully you tune in for Wednesday's episode and as well as Seth's episode on Friday. And don't forget to follow Speak Supreme at Speak Supreme on Twitter. It's been fun, guys. Thanks for listening again. And sayonara.